You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 58. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week... We have a special episode, which will feature part two from my interview in Toronto on Capital Ideas TV. Myself and host Mark Bunting talk Keystone's general strategy, current market conditions, and review some past and current Canadian growth stock selections, including Syllogist Limited, symbol SYZ on the TSX Venture, Parkland Fuel Corporation, symbol PKI on the TSX, Sangoma Technologies Corporation, symbol STC on the TSX Venture, and ViaMed Healthcare Inc., symbol VMD on the TSX. Now, Q3 2018 earnings season has been a wild ride for Canadian and U.S. growth stocks, primarily to the downside. In the past month, a number of quality growth stocks have been punished for slight adjustments to forecasts or even, in some extreme cases, for what amounted to unrealistic investor expectations moving forward. Essentially, the companies were punished for not continuing to grow at a quarter-over-quarter growth rate that should have been considered unsustainable. In some cases, the corrections, though, have been fully justifiable. In other cases, we would argue these have been great businesses that were just priced too high. Premium brand Holdings Corp, PHB on the TSX, is a great example. This is a company that we definitely like the business, and we've owned it in the past. The growth... Here is great, and the company continues to have a growth outlook. But at $120, where the shares were earlier this year, or this fall in the $100 range, it was just too expensive. It was essentially priced to perfection. Premium Brands is a high-quality growth story, which has consistently grown by over 20% over the past four years. But the stock recently traded with a PE of beyond 35 at that rate, it is very difficult to sustain that type of long-term growth. In fact, in the face of any hiccup, the stock was vulnerable to a significant correction. That hiccup came in the form of a revision of growth lower going forward into Q4. The company is still producing solid growth. It is just not able to sustain the tremendous growth it had produced in recent years. For that, the stock is now down 42% from its highs earlier this year and has dropped 20% in a couple sessions following the Q3 report and conference call. Again, we like the business, but it is still not strikingly cheap near term, despite nearly being cut in half from its highs. This should give investors an idea of just how far near-term valuations had become stretched in some quality growth stock names. As investors, we must try to invest in great companies, but we must also assure that we are paying reasonable prices for those companies. In other cases, I'll give another example, such as Expel Inc., 
symbol DAP.U, on the TSX Venture, a company we've had in coverage for just over a year now. The company reported tremendous growth numbers in Q3, boasting 64% revenue growth and a profit that was four times higher than the previous period, with a growth outlook going forward. Yet the stock initially sold off on these results and remains under where it traded when the numbers were announced. This tells us the markets are jittery and appear to be in risk-off mode near term. Let us be clear, though. There's not exactly blood on the streets. In fact, broader valuations in many growth stocks remain closer to the highs than lows, even with some significant pullbacks. We remain relatively cautious, broadly speaking. Given our cautious stance, 2018 has seen Keystone recommend only five new buys to our clients in our Canadian growth stock research, where we typically find 10 or more. This has left many of our clients with significant cash positions, positions that we are very comfortable with. If the markets continue to be volatile, as Warren Buffett would say, we will be greedy when others are fearful. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. What do you think about the XBEC adsorption? This is an XBC on the venture. You say you, you know it, but maybe you don't know. Yeah, uh, well, I have trouble saying their name. That's what, <laughs> yeah, I do that's, know that. And we did. We actually met with uh, management in Toronto. Uh, we came in uh, in in the spring, uh, and it, yeah, it, I mean, I think that the I think the company is a good business. I think that uh, you know they 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 had a like a landfall contract that they signed a windfall sorry contract that they signed recently a fifty five million dollar so that added to their backlog significantly going forward uh, the 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 issue you know profitability the last quarter was actually decent so we saw an uptick in profitability that checks one of our boxes uh, they're guiding uh, next year towards good I think it's in the range of five cents you know there's a wide range that they have in terms of their guidance but it's in that range. Uh, if they hit that, you know, in the current price that they're trading at right now, it offers decent value. We have to see management hit their targets. We like to actually monitor them and see if they put out a guidance and hit that. Uh, that'll confirm that we, you know, we can trust the the guidance going forward. So I think that you know, there's a lot of potential there. There's certainly a lot worse companies out there. This is one we're monitoring, and uh, we have a, a. It will be included in one of our special reports coming up, but it's not a recommendation right now. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's get to some recommendations. Uh, another top pick here from Ryan Irvine is Syllogist, and uh, this stock has done uh, exceedingly well. You're looking at a, the ticker uh, uh, SYZ, and this one's on the venture. Yeah, we've owned it since around the $7 range. Uh, it's, it's done tremendously well for us. Uh, it's really just a good solid business. They pro uh, and the balance sheet, like we keep talking about balance sheets today, 30 million in cash in the bank, it's like $1.50 per share. Uh, of the company, there's no debt here. So this is a company, if there is a downturn, they will go out and make acquisitions in their market. Uh, what do they do? Uh, they provide software, so back-end accounting type software, enterprise planning software for uh, non-profit organizations, uh, government organizations, and K-12 schools. So good, solid business. It's a SaaS model, about 70% of their business is software as a service, so recurring type uh, business. Uh, which we like. It gives us predictability going forward. It's upped its dividends, I think, each year for the past five or six years now. We love that it pays a dividend. It's yielding about 3%. They just this month upped at another 18%. So, you know, it's upping its dividend every year. Some years we've got a special dividend in it. Uh, you know, there's, we think next year they may take a little bit of pause in terms of growth, 
But that can change, in, in, you know, in a second with a good solid acquisition. They made a good solid acquisition of a K to 12 software company just uh, this time last year, and that added to growth uh, over the course of this past year. We saw really strong growth in the business. I think that you know it, it'll earn 85 cents adjusted earnings or adjusted EBITDA this year. Uh, right now, it trades at a discount to what we think is fair value around $16. So we think there's still a lift in the shares. You're getting paid that dividend. The company at any time could make an acquisition that would be accretive. So that's what we like. We like a business that has that, that can profit in a downturn, profit right now. And uh, management has done a good job with this business. They own a significant amount of shares too. So we love to see them uh, you know, pulling on the same rope as us. My one follow-up would be that uh, it looks like it's not that liquid with average volume of 33,000. Is that, it's a, a, is that it's a, a very good potential point. problem uh, yeah, for a retail it, investor? It can be, but we're, you know, we're looking two to three years out most often. So if, if you put a limit order in, we will, if, if we put a buyout on this company, we always say, here's a limit. Say you're buying between 13 and 13.25, stick that limit order in, have it in for a week even, and get filled over that time. Often you'll get filled within a day, right? But if you're trying to buy a huge position, you know, you need to you need to have that limit order in there, and it can be difficult. So it's not for every investor because of the lack of liquidity. But we believe, and we've seen this happen with these type of companies over time. The more uh, as, as more people start to see the great cash flow, the earnings coming out, the more liquid it can become. The other thing is, you know, companies like this with cash-rich balance sheets, cash uh, and and cash flowing positive, and trade at reasonable valuations, uh, they can get bought out. Now, we don't buy companies just because we think they're going to get bought out, but it can be a nice uh, way to cash out on a company uh, you know, if you've built a position over time. And, and we've had that happen a number of times. Another stock you're recommending today is uh, of the larger variety, nearly a $5 billion market cap. And this is more so from your colleague, uh, Aaron Dunn, yeah. uh, but you know of the company as well, Parkland Fuel. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good solid business. I asked Aaron. I said, you know, let let's let's have one income related stock that also has growth that we can talk about today. And uh, they're a refined fuel distributor for commercial, uh, for retail, and for wholesale supply and supply. So they also are the second largest convenience store operator in Canada. So at the at the pump essentially, right? Um, it's it's a good solid business. They just made what would be another transformational type acquisition for them. Uh, they bought the largest uh, uh, refined fuel marketer in in the Caribbean. So an interesting area to buy it in. But we think it'll be about seventeen percent accretive. Uh, on the positive side to distributed cash flow over the next year. Uh, we think it trades at reasonable valuations. We think it'll do distributed cash flow around $3.60 this year. At just 14 and a half times that, that gives you our, our fair value. Aaron's fair value right now is around $52. So that's a significant lift from where you are right now. And you're getting paid about a 3% dividend. So it's a good dividend uh, and it's a good solid business. What do you make of the rollover here? Is that just sort of standard consolidation and getting getting caught up in the, the downturn? Yeah, I think it's an opportunity. The la There's part of that, but they had their last quarter, uh, there's several analysts that follow this that had what we would say overly optimistic expectations. And uh, you know the company had tremendous growth in their last quarter, but there was 
expectations out there that they grow beyond that. I think it's an opportunity to see this business grow long term. You buying it, you know, at a discount. Like we said, these are the times when you want to buy when you've had a correction, not when you know it's trading at 52-week highs. Um, it, so we'd rather buy when there's been a correction. And you know, we're holding this two to four years going out, and it, I think it offers good value here. Ryan has given you four of his top picks so far. One more to come. He's got a bonus pick as well. We'll also uh, continue to take those questions of yours. So. Uh, let's uh, let's do full disclosure here. Let's make a very important correction. You oh, yes. You referred to Tinder earlier, <laughs> and we have a um, gentleman writing in here, Pratsy, I think. Uh, he says, I think he means swiping left. Swiping mm. left is bad. You're rejecting them. Yes. Swiping right okay. is good. I'm, I'm actually happy that I don't know that <laughs> because I think my significant other, she'd be very pissed off if I knew actually what swiping right and swiping left. So I should have known that swiping left, we are discarding. Swipe right would be those very select few, exactly. like my significant other, that I would actually select. Right? Yeah, so and your significant it. other, and uh, the, the swiping right, you're swiping right on uh, your top picks today. Yes. So let's swipe right on Sangoma Technologies. This is your bonus pick today. The last year, it's up 56%. Uh, over five years, nearly 500%. So here's another beautiful chart and a nice-looking company. Yeah, it's it's been a great uh, holding for us. Uh, flies under the radar, uh, but I mean, it's a, a good, solid, unified communication business providing you know VoIP based phone systems for a business environment all the type of voice data and communications that you need uh, on open uh, open source software systems they just made a like a transformational type acquisition for the business of a company called Digium which owned the Asterix platform so a very uh, very you know under the radar story this company a year ago did or this year just did about 57 million in revenues it's going to do 100 million this year going forward so tremendous growth in terms of revenues uh, earnings or adjusted EBITDA they, the company is forecasting about nine to ten million this year so that's a fifty percent rise from what we saw last year and you know, when you have growth at that trading at relatively reasonable valuations we believe based on their guidance going forward their adjusted EBITDA guidance going forward it's probably worth a dollar sixty to a dollar seventy right now and that's not with any further acquisitions they've been very it is difficult to be a growth by acquisition story because your return on capital has to be great with those businesses you buy to to make sure that the dilution from share issues uh, to make sure you'll be able to grow earnings on a per share or grow cash flow on a per share basis they've done that really well walked that tightrope and done it well uh, we think with this acquisition which is transformational to them they will continue to do that going forward there's uh, the recurring revenue base has moved up to about 35% over the course of this year now. So again, we love those companies with those recurring revenues. And I think it just trades at reasonable valuations and trades under the radar. There's basically no coverage on the company right now. So it's one of those that you know, will hold for two to four years, let management do their thing, grow earnings over time. And uh, I think it will be continue to perform well over time. I said the chart was beautiful. The one year isn't exactly beautiful. It's okay, but the, the five mm -hmm. year is really quite something. Now, you mentioned growth by acquisition. I, that makes me think of, say, uh, a Constellation software, for example. Yeah. Uh, which, which, uh, beyond, beyond this one, which are the companies uh, uh, on the TSX that impress you in terms of being able to maintain that growth by acquisition? Yeah, I, I mean, Boyd is a company that's been able to do that. Like, I mean, I referenced <laughs> them a couple of times. Just tremendously well and, and walk that tightrope. Uh, you know, and they've issued debt to do it as well, and you know, convertible debentures, done it really smartly, and just been an, an absolute powerhouse in terms of uh, acquisition, mm -hmm. growth by acquisition. Enge House is a company that we we admire as well, uh, run by Stephen Sadler, uh, software company. 
Um, it just, you know, they employ that capital and they're not issuing shares at all. This is the model we totally, we completely love because they're, you know, they make acquisitions out of internally generated cash flow. Right now they have a record cash balance in the business. I think that, you know, they're smart allocators of capital. I think they'll continue to grow and outperform long term. We've owned that company for about eight years. You know, the dividend increases every year. The dividend's not huge, but, you know, it's nice to have that dividend increase every year. Share price over, you know, eight years has done tremendously well. Uh, it's had a pullback of late. I think it offers value going forward. And it's just one of those stories that has been able to grow via acquisition. But you're, there's no dilution there. And, you know, Stephen Sadler, the CEO, owns a good chunk of the business. He's pulling on the same rope as us. Uh, Cash-rich company, relatively reasonable valuations. It's not cheap, but you're paying for a quality name. Ryan, just back to Boyd, and you talked about a real-world example. As I was with my wife last night, she had a minor fender bender a few days ago. We had to go to this collision center in Toronto at about quarter to ten at night. I yes. would have rather have been on the couch watching Netflix or something, but I accompanied her, and there were tons of cars in the parking lot, all these bashed-up cars, and it just shows you, maybe not as, as much as death and taxes, but it's yeah. just one of those things, people get in car accidents, yeah. and hence Boyd has a very steady business. It's true, and I actually, that, I used Boyd to replace my windshield, you know, like yeah. I had a cracking thing. So you're, you're, you're you know, you're, it, it's great to actually use them, and it was a good experience, so that's good, so anecdotal mm. right there is good. But um, people have concerns too, like, you know, you wait, the autonomous driving cars, right? Like, okay, will we have less accidents? Probably. But their primary business is just glass repair, right? So you still have, you're still going to get those dings in your windshield. And you even if there's an autonomous car, they're not going to avoid a rock chip coming up mm -hmm. on your windshield. So, you know, we're looking w forward on that and you're still looking quite a ways forward till we have a substantial amount of autonomous driving cars. But you know, we still think that business can thrive there. And, uh, you know, you need those businesses that will thrive in a downturn or do well in a downturn. And we see it as recession resistant. So, you know, it's a, I think Boyd is still, it's not cheap right now, but it offers value right now. And it's actually come down from its highs about $125. So we originally bought it at $2.30. Nice. People say we're crazy to get in, recommend it at $100. But, it, you know, you look at the business undo itself, and if we think it has 20% growth over the next year and you can get 20 to 25%, uh, you still buy that business. Okay, so now on to your uh, last top pick uh, among the five. The bonus pick was uh, Sangoma Technologies. Viamed Healthcare, now this is one that is being asked about by uh, Jay Lee. And uh, yeah, I believe he was the only one asking about that one. We had this as a, as a cover story a while ago. Uh, stock's done really well, even with the recent pullback, it's still pretty well doubled in the last uh, year or so. And this uh, specializes in the uh, 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 obstructive pulmonary Yeah, chronic disease. COPD, right, right. They, they provide vents into the home, ventilation systems, um, and and the phys the actual nurses essentially that, uh, that uh, uh, help the patients with those and assist them on a 24-hour basis. So it's a great model. They essentially, like COPD is a terrible disease. These are end-of-life patients, um, you know, and you're helping their quality of life uh, at that end of life, uh, but what the the cost uh, the cost of them going and getting readmitted back in a hospital is great. So the model seems to work quite well because you're saving the system money. Now 
what has hit the stock recently? I mean, over the course of this year, tremendous growth in Q1, tremendous growth organically, all organic. That's the type of growth we like. And by organic, I mean they're not needing to make an acquisition to grow. But Q1, Q2, and Q3, tremendous growth in terms of underlying uh, EBITDA and revenue on the top line, or organic growth. But there is a, the, the CMS, which is a center for Medicaid and uh, Med, Medicaid and Med, Med, Medicare. I can't speak. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and they um they have come out and stated that they may this may go into a different payer category. Like it, it may um, sorry I'm getting that wrong. This the company may go to a a, a, a bid process that is called a um, competitive bid process. They're not in a competitive bid process right now. It's kind of complicated the pro, the process that leads to them getting a payer right now, but. Uh, that could be a potential negative for the business. Now, that would not come into the fold for another two years. Uh, so this, they've had cuts from CMS in the past. Like in 2017 or 2016, they had a 35% cut. And the company, you know, that's a negative to the business. It's a cut in the amount that they're reimbursed by, by Medicare. Now, that is a negative, but the company went out and just grew its business grew and outgrew that cut and produced the quality numbers and growth that we saw over the first quarter or the first three quarters of this year. We think they can adjust to that type of it's well run business. We think they can adjust in this environment, but the markets hate uncertainty. And and you know there when you have this type of uncertainty out there, uh, that's why you see the very volatile trading in the company going forward. On an earnings basis right now, it offers good value. There's that, uh, you know, there's the uncertainty around the company. We think the management can navigate through this environment, and, you know, we would hold it as a spec buy in a portfolio right now. Maybe a half to a full position in the portfolio uh, over and looking out two to five years and letting management, again, doing what they do and grow that business organically. If you did not have that CMS uh, uncertainty over this stock, it'd be a great buy right now. But that is there. This can happen. That is the risk with any uh, company that's receiving payments from Medicare or Medicaid. So Ryan, in our remaining minutes, uh, what have we not talked about that you'd like to touch on in terms of investing advice or lessons learned or certain well, companies? Yeah, I think that like one of the things we always say is if you want to beat the market, that's what we're all really here to do. You can't just be the market. I think you need to, you need to gr have great stocks in your portfolio. But you want to craft that portfolio. You don't want to own 50 or 100 stocks because in your, we always teach this in our seminars that we do as well. Past 20 stocks in your portfolio, a reasonable diversification within those 20 stocks, you're not getting any benefit of diversification anymore. So that's why we like to structure and buy with conviction good solid companies between 10 and 20 stocks in the growth-oriented area of your portfolio. And then if you do have one, an expel or a void in your portfolio, the returns that you get from that company actually make a difference. If you have 50 or 100 companies in your portfolio, first of all, it's very hard to manage. But also, on top of that, you know, a company has a 200% gain in a year. It's not a big percentage of your overall portfolio. So we would say that buy with conviction and concentrate. We, we say focus diversification. 10 to 20 stocks built, not bought all at once. If somebody comes to me today and says, you know, give me your 10 buys, give me your 10 buys, I think that's the last thing you want to do because, you know, our system is we're buying over uh, six months to an 18-month period, and that helps you avoid buying at a market top. So, you know, if there is a correction of 20% in the next three days, if there's a correction, and you started three months ago with our research service, well, you may have bought three companies, 
but you're gonna, you know, over the, you're going to now be able to, and they may be down because there was a market correction, but you're going to be able to then add after the correction. So that's why we think it's the best methodology to buy over a period of time, not buy all at once because you have too much market specific risk then. Ryan Hopefully that Ryan. helps. Yeah, absolutely that helps. And everything you have been, had said or have said through this entire show, uh, I'm sure has helped uh, investors. Let's do this again. That was great. I'd love to be back. Have me back anytime. You could talk all day. I get. I, I get probably yeah, could. Yeah. I get the sense. Yeah, and yeah, I, I could. We could go on and on. This could be a two-hour, three-hour show. Well, we see the beauty of the internet. We could go five hours if we want. We won't do that. We're gonna. I gotta catch over. a flight, so yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna do that. But yeah, for sure. Okay. Thanks again, Have Ryan. Me back. I would like to thank everybody for listening to this special edition. Keep your questions in coming for our Your Stock, Our Take segment. And we just might answer one of your questions in an upcoming episode. As always, I wish you profitable investing.